What is going on, everybody? It is Norm. This is another episode of Scruffy City Sports. How's everyone doing? I hope you had a wonderful week. It is Sunday, January the 22nd, and we are just plugging right along through the month of January. Time flies by. It does. And, uh, you know, we're almost done with January. That leads to February, one of my favorite months of the year. February 1st, if you know, you know on that. If not, next week, maybe I'll tell you, or the week after, one of the two. But let's just get into things. Uh, This week's podcast, uh, if you want the three bulletin points, we're going to talk about UT basketball. Obviously, that's going strong still. We will struggle through that together. The two games they played at Mississippi State and LSU both were away. Uh, Next week, we get two home games, Georgia Wednesday night, and then the Big 12 SEC matchup, Texas versus Tennessee, the battle of the UTs, and I will not spare you my thoughts on Tennessee and Texas. We are the real UT. We were a state and a university long, long before Texas was, or Tejas, however you want to call that. I will spare you all from that. Next week, though, get ready for a rant and rave, depending on how the basketball game goes. Uh, we're going to talk a little Tennessee baseball news, a little UT football news and action. Both of those will be in the same segment. Both of those will be extra brief. And then third and foremost, we're going to do a Last of Us talk and then some brief pop culture stuff. And that'll be it. That'll be all she wrote. And we will, you know, go along our business for the day. So sit tight. Buffer music as always, and then we'll come back and get things kicked off with basketball. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, Tennessee had two basketball games over the last week. They played Tuesday night in Starkville in Mississippi, Mississippi State, uh, and then yesterday, Saturday at LSU. Both of those games were wins for the Vols. We will briefly go over those. I'll give you some stats and highlights, things that I thought were relevant you know, take it as you want to. You might not. I'll, we'll throw that on. Uh, easily the big evening at Mississippi State. Vesco was out. Santiago Vescovi was out with his shoulder that he hurt in the Kentucky game the week before. Uh, and then Tyree Key was out due to illness for that game. But Tennessee did not need him. Uh, it was a strong showing by Zakat Ziegler. He played all 40 minutes of the basketball game. Uh, and if you did not have a chance to go see the Vol Hoops Twitter account logo where they've got the x-ray with the dog in the heart, they said that was Zakat Ziegler. I would agree wholeheartedly on that. He was the man of that game. Without him, who knows if we would have won. Uh, for the evening, Zakat finished with 24 points. He was 6 of 6 from the line, and he was 4 of 10 from behind the arc. Great game by Zakai. Other than that, uh, Juwan Phillips had 18, and uh, Triple J had 13 as well. You're only three in double digits for the Vols. Not a lot to say in this game other than uh, Zakai looked really good. He played all 40 minutes, like I said earlier, was even hitting three balls at the end of the game, so his legs look fresh. Cannot complain about that. Uh, and that's really all I remember from that game, other than Santee being out. Uh, it was kind of a really close game there at the beginning, uh, and then Tennessee kind of pulled away with their superior uh, number ranked two in all data metri- things, data metrics in the world of college basketball. Uh, Vols ended up winning that game 70-59, to 59, uh, and that's all we'll say about that. Let's travel over to LSU, which was yesterday in Baton Rouge. Uh, this game was not close at all. Tennessee led by as many as 27 in this game. The Vols ended up winning 77-56. to 56. Uh, Poor LSU. Uh, their coach, McMahon, is from Oak Ridge. He's an Oak Ridge native. 
but he kind of has a hoopty squad, I guess is the best way you could say that, like a mid-major squad. Uh, he was hired on there late in the year, so they are 1-6 in, in conference play for a reason. However, their one win was against Arkansas. However, Arkansas, it looks like trash nowadays. Uh, I think they've lost five of their last six in conference play, so Take that as you want to. Uh, again, the score there was 77 to 56. Highlights of the day was Triple J, Josiah Jordan James. Uh, he had 22 for the Vols. Uh, Ziggy Zig uh, also had a double double, his second career double double as a Vol. He had 12 points and 10 assists, hence the double double. And then Juwan Phillips had 10 points as well, along with Tyreek Key. Uh, Santee still looked a little beaten and banged up. He played 30 minutes, but only had six points. Not sure how that's going to go on, you know, down the road. Uh, classic trap game this Wednesday night for the Vols against Georgia. Georgia looks pretty decent in conference play, but, you know, they're not a, a top-tier dog, I guess you could say, in the conference itself before the big matchup Saturday with Tejas. So, you know, who knows what we'll see, uh, but if Triple J and Zakai Ziegler and even Julian Phillips, if all three of those guys look like they have the last couple of games, it's, you know, this team is unstoppable. We've talked about it before. I'm not going to give them final hopes or final four, final four, final four hopes for this team as of yet. I've said it once. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. I just want to get out of the first weekend, which is a sweet 16. That's my hopes, dreams, and aspirations for this basketball team. And anything over that, I will take as just excitement. That's that's what I want. Sweet 16, you know, I've seen people talk about, and if you've watched uh, the Vols on any broadcast, you've probably heard Dane Bradshaw proclaiming, you know, the VFL that he was, that we are a Final Four team if we can get everything going. I'm not going to say that. Uh, you can have your own expectations and realistic goals of this team, uh, but they are currently firing on all cylinders aside from the Kentucky game a week or so ago, and I'm not going to rehash any of that stuff, but Kentucky's trash, and I hate them, and we will get our day back in rut pretty soon. So, all that being said, I've told you that Wednesday night, I think 7 o'clock, it's ESPN or SEC Network, one of the two. It's on one of the big show, big channels uh, for Georgia, 7 o'clock tip. And then Saturday is against Texas, UT versus UT, the Battle of the Orange, the Battle of the Real Orange, Peltron 151 against that burnt orange crap uh, will be a game for the ages. Top 10 matchup for sure. So we will get our real measuring sticks out or tail of the tape, however you want to call it, will be Saturday. So let's hope we don't throw up another Easter egg like we did against um, Kentucky the other day. All that being said, uh, fun stuff happening before the game against Texas. My fine friends at Spire Media and the Volunteer Club wanted me to let you know that if you are a Volunteer Club member, please go to their website. I will put their information on the doobly-doo just down below, but they are having a pregame tell or pregame tailgate at Pratt Pavilion in the Lofton Lounge. However, you do need to RSVP for that event, so I will leave the link. Uh, actually, I won't leave the link. You'll need to sign in to do that. But if you go to their website, you can see where to do that information. I'll just leave the membership tab like I did last week on there. Uh, but if you go on there, they want you to sign up just so they can get an account for how many people are going to come. Uh, that starts at 3 o'clock and lasts till 5.30 because the game is at 6 and it's on campus. Uh, FYI, if you are going to that, you will need a parking pass or you'll need to park in G17, free parking for the Tommy Bowl over there. So go see our fine friends. I, I'm unaware of any 
tailgate that's happened for a basketball game uh, before, so I'm sure it will be a delight. Take your friends and family if you can. If not, you know, just check out the pictures on social media. All that being said, also about the Volunteer Club, uh, some fun th- stuff they started this week. They have a live counter, and let's just for giggles here, let's see how many members we have now on the Volunteer Club. Bear with me. Uh, it's loading. It's loading. We're going. You're all with this together. They have 2,226 members. So we have got about two-ish months. They're wanting to hit 3,000 members before the NCAA tournament. Uh, I believe they have hit about 200-plus-ish members uh, in the last week or two since their town hall meeting they had that I talked about uh, a week or so ago on the podcast. Please, 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 you can sign up for as little as $5 a month. I've said that numerous times. Uh, the next step up from that is $25. I will continue to plug them, plugging them as well. They came out with a baseball hoodie. Uh, we kind of alluded to that last week on the podcast. I, I'm a fan. I really like it, it for a $90 polo I'm, or po- hoodie. I'm not sure I'm sold on it. Will I get it? Probably, yes. Uh, but I really hope they come out with that as a polo. I was told they were going to earlier, a few weeks, months ago. So I'm holding out that there will be a polo soon from my good friends over at the Volunteer Club. So they're doing fine things. I do know that they said yesterday they had their first member from Alaska. So Vol Nation is across the nation, if you get what I'm saying there. And that's really it. So let's uh, I'm gonna hit some buffer music. I'm going to get a drink. We'll come back. We'll do football, baseball, and then we'll bleed over into pop culture, which is going to be the last of us heavy. So mere moments, friends. All right, let's talk UT football. A lot of kids have transferred in, transferred out. I'm not going to read you their names. I think I said in a podcast or two or three ago who some of the guys that transferred out. Uh, Tavion Jackson would probably be the big name. I just said I wasn't going to say names and other is out there. Uh, would be the big name that left the portal recently to go to uh, be a quarterback in Indiana. Norm, what are your thoughts uh, about kids transferring out? Here, here's the thing. Tennessee has not been good enough, and the transfer portal wasn't a thing. Two thing, two big things there. Uh, but Tennessee's not been good enough recently to, to have to worry about those things. But listen, competition is a great thing. I think if kids are seeing the writing on the wall, especially in the quarterback room, if uh, Tavon Jackson, you know, who was our second-ish probably in command over there in the quarterback room, you know, Nico's been there since Christmas for bowl practice. If he saw that, you know, Nico was probably going to be the number two guy and arguably could be the number one, we'll see, going into the season and after the orange and white game. If he wasn't going to get to play, let the kid go and play somewhere. You know, it's it's his hopes, dreams, and aspirations to be a college quarterback or an NFL quarterback one day. And who wants to be a third-string guy behind a freshman? I mean, you're just not going to play unless it's a dire straits burnout or injury or, you know, anything like that. So, competition is always a good thing i think that regardless of what position you play at but especially quarterback uh nico was in the polynesian high school bowl out in hawaii uh uh, friday night i think he was 13 of 20 or 16 of 20 i I don't remember the number off the top of my head threw for uh, 180 190 yards with a touchdown pass listen he's playing against college kids college kids you know you can be the guy in high school and then you become, you know, third tier at a football school. So I, I don't want anyone to look into that. His passes did look pretty good. Uh, if you get a chance, uh, Watson Brown, 
Was it Watson Brown? Yeah, Watson Brown. He was a Vanderbilt coach, kind of a revolutionary, kind of a Josh Hopple guy way back in the day. Uh, was on the Tony Basilio show this week, kind of breaking down some film and some footage of Nico. He had a lot of high praise from Nico. Uh, and I'm I'm not going to get on here and argue and say Nico should be the number one guy. Uh, maybe if Joe Milton looked like a dud in the Orange Bowl, I would get on there and say that. But time will tell. Uh, who's QB number one going to be. But if it's Joe or if it's Nico, I will back Josh Heupel. He is a quarterback guy through and through, so he knows who's going to start. He knows who's going to be the guy, the dog, however you want to say it, uh, going into our first game You know, in September of this year, I guess, you know, eight, nine months away. We've got quite a while to talk about UT football, quarterback controversies, and all that fun stuff. But it is what it is. Uh, so more news from football stuff. Probably will not be talking about that a lot going forward until maybe the orange and white game. We get some new stuff from that. There'll always be news notes and snuggets, guys jumping in, jumping out of the portal or, you know, controversies or whatever you want to say. And if there's anything breaking and news noteworthy that I feel like sharing, obviously I'll share it, but probably won't hear a lot about football for several months ahead. All that being said, something you will hear a lot about soon. Uh, we're about three-ish weeks away uh, from baseball happening. Uh, I've said it on here numerous times, but February the twenty, or I'm sorry, February seventeenth is the first game out in Tucson or Scottsdale uh, for the Vols. They've got a tournament out there, the MLB tournament that I've talked about before. I will break that game down to, or break those teams down a little closer to it. I've already got them, so if you want to know the stats from last year on those teams, yell at me. I'll shoot you their WHIP. You know, all that fun stuff, walks, hits, strikeouts, whatever you want to know. I will give you the deep dive, but we'll get there soon enough. Other late breaking news that happened over the weekend. Does everybody remember Manny Ramirez played for uh, the Dodgers and probably most notably played for the Boston Red Sox? Manny being Manny, great guy, played over in the KPO or the Japan League for several years as well. Well, his son uh, signed over the weekend to play with the Vol. He's a 2024 kid, so... You never know with these high school kids if they're going to go to the draft, depending on, you know, if they're going to get slotted first or second round, if they're going to jump in the draft or come to Knoxville. But, gosh, I, I, to see Manny Ramirez at Lindsey Nelson Stadium next year would just be a dream come true of mine. I was a big Manny being Manny fan. Uh, he was kind of one of the innovators of the swag, bat flip, all that kind of stuff on the field. Man would also have a huge chaw in his mouth playing. It's great stuff. Uh, he played left field. His son is an outfielder slash first baseman. Now, I, I don't want to, you know, say this kid's going to be a world beater or anything like that because he's, he's coming in behind Berkey Bomb, Blake Burke, who's probably one of my favorite kids on the team right now. His mom also just recently followed me on Twitter, so shout-outs to Natalie Burke there for following me. But I, I'm just, you know, I'm elated, excited, really, really looking forward to the Tennessee baseball season that is going to happen here in a few short weeks. Now, listen. Vol fans, I know all of you all were big UT fans, base football fans. Um, we were in the number one. You know, we beat Alabama. I want to carry that momentum to baseball season because why, Norm? I've not seen any of it for basketball season. I follow a lot of uh, Tennessee accounts and Tennessee fans and, you know, people I went to school with and work with and all that kind of fun stuff that were high on the Vols back when we were ranked number one for about five days. Uh, but where's that enthusiasm for basketball fans? Uh, this is the clarion call to you. You, could, you can't be a Vol fan for one sport. Please support all of them. 
Uh, Norm, you're telling me that, but you never talk about Lady Vols stuff. I know. It's just not my thing. If, if you want to hear some Lady Vols basketball or softball, let me know. I'll, I'll, you know, give it the college try and throw stuff out there. But please, 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 please. There's other the three bigs over there at the on the hill football basketball baseball are all have been in full swing. We need to carry that momentum for the rest of the year. 2022, I deemed it the year of the Vol. I would also like to deem 2023 the year of the V A W L S Vols uh, as well. So baseball's right around the corner. No more football talk for a while. Basketball is full steam ahead. Uh, I, they've lost three games. I think they're 16 and three. Yes, 16 and three, top 10 team. Uh, and some other exciting news now that I've rambled. We've hit the ramble button, everyone. Uh, so, you know, that's how it goes. But uh, Tennessee, uh, the University of Tennessee, is the only athletics program to host a college game day for football, basketball, and men's and women's in all the land. So that is pretty exciting stuff. Uh, college game day will be, or the basketball version of college game day will be here for the Texas game. I failed to mention that earlier, and I'm mentioning it now. Uh, when I'm in my baseball rant, but please, please, please continue to support the Vols. And the best way to support the Vols, nice little segue, Norm, you did a good job there, is to become a volunteer club member. For as little as $5 a month, you too can support the athletics program over on the Hill. Please consider subscribing. (laughs) Please consider signing up for a membership at thevolunteerclub.com slash memberships i will leave the information down in the doobly-doo down below please tell them norm sent you we are good friends over there they have merchandise swag stickers polos shirts hats cups mugs anything you want they've you got it they name it and if they don't have it reach out to them and they will they will probably get it that's all i can say about that so please think about becoming a volunteer club member tell them norm sent you and i will continue to plug them until they prove that i shouldn't plug them anymore So let's uh, jump over, and then we are going to talk about a show that's near and dear to my heart. This one's going to be a little long cue, so if you need to get a drink or you want to hit the skip button a couple times, we'll be right back. Fireflies won't with you. If you aren't familiar with the song or good old Joe Miller there. Ellie. And Ellie. Or Tess. uh, We're going to talk about The Last of Us. Uh, Man, this show is fantastic. It's phenomenal. We are one episode in. It's an hour and a half long. Episode two comes out tonight on HBO, HBO Max, HBO, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And I could not be more excited about this show. If you're unaware, I'll give you a brief backstory. Uh, The Last of Us was a video game by Naughty Dog. Uh, Productions came out in like 2012, 2013. I I think it was 13, not 2012. I've listened to about four hours worth of podcasts this week on The Last of Us, so I'm going to try not to ramble on a lot. But it was a video game, huge video game. This, I would say, is probably in most gamers' top five, top ten list for sure as far as video games go. If, If you're unaware, it's a... Uh, a video game that starts and then a zombie or post-apocalyptic event happens. Uh, and then we follow along with Joe, Tess, and uh, Ellie. 
some, some of those people we carry on for a long time. Some of them are, are with us for just a brief moment or two. Um, but we carry on this journey to figure out who Ellie is, what's going on with all these things. And, you know, it just carry on a beautiful journey. Uh, it's Pedro Pascal is fantastic in the TV adaptation of this. Bella Ramsey, who, who you'll remember from Game of Thrones, also fantastic. Someone who's in this show that no one, I mean, no one, none of these podcasts, I mean, they've briefly touched on her for a little, uh, a little is uh, Anna Torf. Uh, you might remember her from Fringe. That was kind of her breakout role. She was also in Mindhunter. I will say she was probably far superior in Mindhunter than she was in Fringe. And if you've not watched Mindhunter, please uh, stop listening to this podcast right now. Go binge both seasons of Mindhunter and then weep because they're not ever going to make a third season. That show is spectacular, spectacular, spectacular. I wouldn't say it's 10 out of 10. It's probably a solid like 8-8 eight, eight out of 10 maybe on a given day, like an eight, nine out of 10, but it's beautiful. If you love TV shows, like I love TV shows that are dark, twisted, you know, like I like my cup of coffee as dark as it will get that show. It screams your name. Now I know I, I like some weird and twisted things. That's besides the point, but Anatarv is fantastic in this show. Um, she has a beautiful scene with Pedro Pascal, Joel Miller, um, and it was her first day on set. They're sitting there. She's been beaten up by a gang, and she just is lots out phenomenal on this show. IMDb currently, with about 65, 70,000 reviews, has this show as a 9.4. It will be HBO's next generational hit. Um, I'm not sure how long we're going to go. The showrunners have said that season one will pretty much follow game one. And I'm not, we're not going to do spoilers on this. If you want to watch the cutscenes on YouTube for game one, you're going to invest about three to four hours of your life on those, depending on who you watch and what you do, maybe five hours. But I would recommend on holding that off. The showrunners have said that they're going to tease some new things. So if you're a fan of the game, there will be some new and exciting things happening here. But I am all invested. Um, if you like dialogue heavy shows, if you like post-apocalyptic shows, if you like Pedro Pascal as much as I do, he's a great-looking fella. Um, I think you should invest in this show. Uh, this episode one that's about an hour and a half long has was better than all 28,000 episodes of The Walking Dead. I'm talking even peak Walking Dead, like season one and season two Walking Dead. Doesn't even hold a candle to this. The character development that we're getting, the backstories, the dialogue... The raw emotion is just spectacular. It's it's phenomenal. I, if you haven't watched it yet, you know you're you're just going to be two episodes behind by the time this show or this podcast comes out. I don't know if I'll release it Sunday, not Monday, but anyway, please please do me a favor, do yourself a favor, so that next week when we talk about episode two, you can see all the exciting stuff. Um, I guess, should we deep dive into episode one or just, I'm just going to tell you this in The Last of Us. This will be my only kind of spoiler heavy portion of the show. Please do not get attached to any characters in this show. That's that's all I will say. Uh, I know if you are a fan of Game of Thrones and you read the books, you knew the Red Wedding was happening. If you didn't, you were in shock and dismay and utter disbelief at the amount of main characters that that show killed off. I'm just telling you right now, please do not get too attached to anyone important in the show because some of the people we might have mentioned in this episode today 
might not make it through tonight's episode, or if they do, they're going to be barely hanging on for episode three. So super excited. I'm super excited to see Nick Offerman play a devious, not nice person. Really looking forward to that as well. Uh, if you've not seen Nick Offerman in, uh, was he in devs? Yeah, he was in devs. Uh, that came out during the pandemic. So you might've got lost in seeing that, but it's a great show on, uh, FX. I think there's only like five or six episodes, maybe even four. It's kind of a, it's a quick, quick show. Uh, I would recommend going and watching that as well. But I think that's all for The Last of Us that we're going to talk about. Um, some other shows, you know, now that we've I've gotten my flow here about 20-ish so minutes into the podcast, things that I want to talk about. Um, I found a show on Netflix, and I wish I could share a screenshot of my Netflix queue because I'm going to say this. I don't even need a soapbox. But Asian, East Asian, Korean, Japanese, any Asian television show, I'm in for I think they are the gold standard now for television. I know I just went on a big rant about The Last of Us and how great it is, but I am telling you, the amount of TV shows that are suggested for me on my Netflix queue that are Korean or Japanese and that are just straight up amazing is is, is ridiculous. Uh, I watched one recently called The Glory. Now, if you want to talk about dark TV shows and things, I don't know if I can feel comfortable with recommending I'm going to put a disclaimer on that. So this is a big like FDA Surgeon General's warning on this one. Lots of uh, bullying, heavy violence scenes that happen in this show, but it is spectacular. I mean, spectacular. The one thing that I've learned about watching Korean shows and Japanese shows, Asian shows, is their cinematography is just it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Even in, I watched the fantastic or the extraordinary attorney Wu finish that show may or may not have gotten a little misty eyed a couple of times during that show, but the look, this, the, the cinema cinematic universe that these people are living in is just superb. You do not see anything like that in American or Western. I don't know what the term I'm, I guess Western are probably the best term. TV shows. They're just gorgeously shot, just beautiful to look at. Uh, and that happens as well in The Glory. Uh, this show, the premise of this show is essentially uh, we follow a group of high school students. Uh, one of these girls is bullied throughout her high school career. And I'm not talking about picked on. I'm talking about straight up like beaten up. They take a curling iron and burn the girl all over her body. They take a actual iron and burn her legs just some rough stuff that happens in this show that that's pretty much essentially episode one. So if you want to skip episode one, we do have some flashbacks of things, but it's her journey for like the next 15 years after that on how she's planning to get revenge on these people. And it is just, it's spectacular. I mean, it really and truly, I told you, I like my TV shows dark, like I like my coffee and this one is head and shoulders, extremely dark. So if the, uh, they do have an English version or an English sub dubbed, I'm sorry, subbed version. So you don't have to read the subtitles. It, you can do either, or if you want to do the Korean and subtitles, those are fine. They, they match up pretty good. The English and subtitles are horrible, like most of them, but anyway, it's really, really good. It's very dark. Uh, the first part came out uh, at the end of December, so it's pretty new. The second set of eight episodes comes out in March of this year. So we are left on a pretty big cliffhanger. I won't tell you how things end, but, whoo, man, it's fantastic. It really, really is. It really, really is. 
Um, if you're looking for a show on Netflix, The Glory, I could not recommend more. Um, another show that I've started over the weekend that uh, is pretty good. Uh, I talked you know, a while ago about Tokyo Diner or Midnight Diner on here, which is essentially a show about nothing except a guy that owns a restaurant in Tokyo. And we meet new people, and then we kind of do a Seinfeld thing where we hear what they're going on. This is a similar premise. It's called Would You Like a Cup of Coffee? It is a Korean show, essentially centered around this kid that was uh, in college. And you don't know what happened to him in college, or at least I don't, several episodes in. Uh, but he flunks a test and then has a cup of coffee, and his world is changed and flipped upside down. Um, he wasn't sent out to live with his aunt and uncle in California, but... He was changed, and now he wants to become a barista and, and sell coffee and invest in people's lives. So after the first couple of episodes, we dive into him and his owner of the cafe, uh, teaching him how to make coffee, and then we inter intertwine our meetings with a different you know story focused around a character that visits the cafe or the coffee shop uh, from that. It's really good. The cinematography in it, like I said earlier, is superb, fantastic. The soundtrack, while I don't understand Korean um, or Korean pop songs, still pretty good. It's got kind of a like a lo-fi jazzy kind of vibe to it, um, but it's really good as well. So if you're looking for something lighthearted and don't minding, don't mind reading subtitles because it's not dubbed. Uh, would you like a cup of coffee on Netflix? It's pretty good, pretty good. Uh, but if you, you know, a lot of people just like put something on in the background and just so they don't have to read subtitles. So I get that. It's kind of hard, you know, with my anime fix and they don't have them in English. It's, it's, a, it's a struggle. I understand that. And it's also a commitment. But shows that I would like you to watch are what I just recommended there. The Glory on Netflix, superb, but disclaimer, some rough scenes. Uh, would you like a cup of coffee? Have to read the subtitles. No bad scenes whatsoever. It's very wholesome. And uh, the extraordinary attorney, Woo, wholesome as well. No bad scenes on that either. Uh, but you will have to read uh, subtitles. And I think that's it for today. We talked to UT basketball. They were 2-0 and for the week, 16-3 and on the season. We talked Nico in the Polynesian Bowl. He went like... 16 to 20, 18 to 20, 190 yards in a touchdown pass. We talked Manny Ramirez's son coming to be a UT Vol and play for Tony Vols. The amount of swag from that kid, I'm sure, is just whoo. He was he's a lefty and he was hitting dingers uh, on the social medias I saw yesterday. So very exciting stuff. Uh, also, oh, I just hit me talking about baseball. Uh, there is a new show on in uh, Netflix that I saw last night when i was scrolling aimlessly it's kind of like a pros versus joe's show but it's with baseball players uh so it's like formal uh former not formal former uh korean kpo baseball players that play like high school or college teams pretty good uh it is not dubbed so you do have to do a lot of reading which can get hectic but if you're a baseball fan uh, it's essentially they kind of talk about the game and then deep dive and people are mocked up. It's fun stuff. I don't really know if I would recommend it if you're not a baseball fan and not a Asian and TV show fan. But for me, being a fan of both of those really hits the home spot. And there's like a hundred and something episodes. So I guess that's a hundred something games. Uh, but that's really it for me today on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, we will see you next week. Always. Uh, we will cover the two basketball games, 
probably the next episode of The Last of Us. I'll give you another volunteer club sponsorship. And then whatever my heart desires after that, uh, we will talk about. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for spending uh, some time out of your busy day to listen to me rant, rave, and talk. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later.